Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his extreme knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow and myself here to talk about uh, mastering some retirement cash flow, really kind of understanding income is going to be the topic of conversation on the podcast this week with Tony, who is a Des Moines a professional alternative at Tax Doctor Inc. And you can find him online at yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good. Enjoying the summer. How about you? Yeah, pretty much the same. It's been a been a wet one though. It's been a lot of a lot of rain Has this it? year. Yeah, down here where we're at, it's been a lot of rain. So yeah, we have not had a lot of rain, and we just got some this morning. Well needed. Yeah, it's funny how the the country does that, right? I uh, talk to yep. several people all the time, you know, every week, and it's it's always a little something different in whatever neck of the woods you happen to be in. So right here lately, it's just been been really wet. So our Fourth of July got kind of rained out, but uh, that's okay. We still uh-huh. had a good time and. Uh, with family and friends, and so hope everybody else, everybody else did as well. We're back here. This is for our uh, our later July editions here. So this is our second half of July. So let's get into understanding some income because you know cash is king. We've heard that Tony a million times, but in retirement, income's king, right? Income's always king in retirement. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is all the time, but it's really it's really more important, or certainly critically important in retirement. So, what's kind of some scenarios, uh, some issues that you could be looking at if you don't really have a good, clear picture of your retirement income? If you're, you know, if you're kind of DIYing it and you're thinking, well, I'll just figure it out when I get there. What are some of the issues you've seen people bump into? You know, I've seen I've seen a lot of it. Up this way, and some of the people that own land and farms and whatnot can probably relate to this. But I've seen you know retirees come in and they'll say, you know, I'm I'm, I'm ready to hang it up, but I've I've got all this land, you know, but the land itself isn't really producing any income, you okay. know. So while they while they have a lot of assets, that that asset or assets isn't really throwing off any income. I it's see that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I see. A lot of people trying to work their retirement income from a basket of or a portfolio of securities that they had when they were younger and trying to kind of makeshift pull money out, you know, as they need it. Um, okay. and so they don't have a real clear picture of, in other words, mostly time it, it's, you know, non-income generating stocks and they're just going to wait for prices to go up and, you know, hopefully sell and make gains and use that, you know, when that doesn't happen or or it takes longer than expected they're stuck without income well, to, I, uh, to make life happen. I guess what we should do is maybe identify some potential sources of income that people might have as a retired person. So what are some examples of different places that you know you might be able to draw income from depending on uh, obviously your life. Right. Well, I mean the the, the list is long but the, the easy ones are, you know, your 401k's Pensions, if you have one, uh, IRAs, mm-hmm. of course, Social Security. Yeah, Clearly, that's you know, a big just, one. Yeah, yeah, you know, that that's the big one. Everybody knows. Uh, if if you have some annuities, dividends and income, and interest income from either um, investments or bank accounts, CDs, things like that, bonds. Some of you could have some uh, other type of income. You know, maybe you're working part time. Maybe you are doing a little side hustle, and you've got some income coming from that. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. So all of those things are potentials. But the three or four biggies prior Social Security. Uh, IRAs and 401ks. So, you know, we talk often about being diversified, Tony, in the realm of 
investments, and I think that's where people's mind goes to. Okay, I need to be diversified and not have too much in large cap or, you know, or something like that. But you really also want diversification of income sources. Uh, so you're not relying, you know, overly heavily on just one. And, and obviously, the big one here to think about is if you've not done any planning or you've not done any savings uh, properly, or something's happened in your own Social Security, either completely or it's making up most of what you need to live on. And I'll throw my mom under the bus with this because unfortunately, that's where she's at in her life in her 80s. Uh, now I help her out, but you know, from her own potential standpoint. That's where she got. She lost just about everything in the 08 downturn and, you know, just through mm. some bad choices and things of that nature. Uh, she's yeah. on Social Security only. And that is clearly not where we want to be. That's definitely not really where you want to be. And I've seen it, too, and, and I've seen tax clients that to get to the end. And that's really it. Because at that point, you are it's impossible to try to generate other sources of income, you know, because your timetable, yeah. it's got, yeah, it's just too late. You know, and so most of these sources need to be thought out along the way. And so, which again begs the you know the question of you got to you got to get a plan and you got to work the plan, which we're always talking about. Right. And you know that and way, the, you, and you the importance can, of saving, you know, paying your future self, right? Clearly, exactly. Yeah, I mean th- th- that's what it is, and you know it, it's hard for it to take a a sixty-five-year-old, and even if they've got a large portfolio, say of of stocks or bonds or something like that, and say, well, let's 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 diversify a little bit and go out and buy four rentals. Um, you know that might not be the wisest move because you know they, they take even though they could throw off some income, for example. Well, you know that that's actually work. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, they that may not be the wisest of choices. But you know, for a guy that's uh, had rentals for a long time and wants to continue to have them in retirement, you know, it's a, it's a great an, another source. But I do think you're right. We're really trying to aim for before we even talk about what types of earnings you're getting on them or what the income is, but the, the different sources. The more, I think the more you different sources you have, the more potential uh, to really live the retirement you want is going to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. And, and that sure. way you're not overly reliant on any one thing, which again yeah. is that, that diversification key. So let's talk about the two kinds of income uh, in the way that most advisors, I think, probably categorize this or people have heard it, which is going to be what? What are the two kind of ways we would think about income? Well, a lot of times people think about it as you know guaranteed versus not guaranteed. Right. And you know, I, I like to phrase it, uh, you know, on the guaranteed side is guaranteed for as long as you live. So, so you know, security social security comes first mind, right? Yeah. That's the first social one that security. people think of. Yeah. Yeah. If you have an annuity and you annuitize it, you know, it kind of becomes like a social security payment. It's annuitized. Yeah. I mean, so you does, can't doesn't the it. social security check even say annuity on the top of it? I think it does. I think it does. Yeah. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. So the, those are the two, you know, and, and if you do and are lucky enough to have an old fashioned pension, that works the same way. Right. You know, it's, it's a monthly income stream for life. So if you've got those, th- those are kind of you, you can't make changes to them. You know, I mean, they, you, you get X and, and that's it. It's over when generally. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you like, whenever you turn on your social security, you know, yeah. that's, you know, that's what you're locked into that kind of thing. That's what you're locked into. Yeah. And I mean, you're there, non-guaranteed. Is, that's going to be the, that's going to be our personal stuff, right? That's going to be all the personal stuff, your IRAs, your 401ks, your savings, you know, pretty much everything else that you're kind of hoping to, uh, you know, use in retirement. And I say non-guaranteed because it, you know, you have to initiate, I mean, even if, if the IRA or 401k or your investments, you know, fully invested, you've got to initiate, okay, and figure out how much is it going to earn mm-hmm. and how much can I take? And so, and that could fluctuate a little bit. And that's why most advisors, when they start talking about 
retirement, you know, and you hear a lot about, well, what's the sustainable rate? You know, is it 4%? Is it 3%, 5% that I can take out, you know, month in, month out every year yeah, and maybe not you know, use my principal or maybe some of my principal, but because retirees, you know, we're, again, we're thinking about that income of how much do I need every month? And then how much, you know, above that do I, do I want? Well, and so if we're thinking about guaranteed versus non-guaranteed now balance was where I was going to go with this. I got ahead of myself. So, you know, somebody might say, well, what's the proper balance? Like I, I want more of the guaranteed. Many of us would mm-hmm. just say that because we feel like, okay, sure. great. That means that we're covered. But often if you're thinking about this, okay, so if that's where the strategizing comes in, because let's say you've got your, your assets that you've built up of, let's just keep it an easy number, a million dollars, right? In a mm-hmm. 401k or whatever, you know, various different sources like that. And then you've got your social security that you're pulling. And the balance that comes into play, Tony, when you're trying to figure out how much you need to pull from what place at what time to create that difference of that shortfall, but also not cause yourself taxation issues, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. And that's where the good planning comes in more for retirees, I think, than even people, you know, just trying to get to the end. Right. They're working because, years, yeah. yeah, in the working years. But it really comes down to, you know, sitting down and, and trying to analyze what your expenses are so you can figure out what is covered and what isn't. I think a lot of times people don't realize that even on the non-guaranteed side, once you get this number or, or your shortfall number, and depending on what you have, you know, it it's fairly easily to predict, especially with today's software, mm-hmm. where you can take a person's, let's say, let's say they had a million dollars, and we were going to assume a 4% withdrawal rate, you can easily see, uh, based on different investment scenarios, how uh, much predictability or what percentage of the time, if they live to say 95 to 100, would they absolutely run out of money? And, and, and so then they can sit there and say, okay, so you know, there's, a, for example, a 95% chance if I have X amount on my guaranteed side and I take my million dollar portfolio and invest it in such a way that it's going to throw off X that I'm never going to run out of money. Mm, and I, and yeah, I, okay. I've all, I've already got everything covered plus what I want to do. And then they could feel good about that, you know, and right. that's, that's where the numbers come in. Well, now many of us have heard the term paycheck and play check. Uh, and if not, I, you know, I think that was actually coined by Tom Hegna, I believe financial professional as well. You know, so typically we might think of, okay, well I need that guaranteed money. That's my quote unquote paycheck, right? That's covering my right. must haves. The must haves are, you know, the house, <laughs> right? Yeah. Rent or or mortgage or food, right? You know, yeah. the things we have to have. And then the play check side, often people say, well, that's going to be the non-guaranteed and that's the the fun stuff in retirement. Uh, do you see that as kind of accurate or is that still really, is there other strategizing to where maybe we want to try to pay for everything out of those paychecks and then let the playchecks grow or be really special, you know, a one-off kind of deals? You know, I suggest that to to some people that are in, in the position where their guaranteed side can cover everything. Right. But, you know, I, I don't have any clients right now that have taken me up on that, you know, that say, I, I want my, my, my stash, my play check side to just sit and grow for legacy for, you right. Know, yeah. I guess it depends on your, what you want, right? Legacy is a great but point. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it is, it is a point to, uh, to consider. I mean, most of the people that we work with, even their, you know, without increasing their, their lifestyle, the guaranteed side, the paycheck side, um, is not generally fully covered by guaranteed stuff. Right. And so we that's have the to shortfall, use it. Right. Yeah. That's a shortfall. Yeah. And so we're kind of dipping into, and then we got to show them, well, you know, but you know, that shortfall could easily be covered by 
the other side of things. Yeah, the million bucks side. you put away, let's say, yep. if that was the example. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think, is where most of us go, right, Tony? I mean, because unless you're lucky enough to have a pension and so, because like the, like the milking stool philosophy, right? The, the analogy, excuse me, uh, where the three legs of a milking stool, right? So if you've got a pension and Social Security, usually a fairly modest or even, or a good, uh, you know, nest egg built of your own, you may not have to touch that nest egg very often because the Social Security and the pension covers it. But most of us are not in that boat. So, right? So that shortfall is a little bigger because we don't have that quote unquote pension leg. That's true. Yes. And even, I mean, it's hard to, to find these days where they, where they've got that, you know, cause most people aren't in, you know, a, a place for 35, 40 years. Most places don't have pensions like yeah, they unless used it's to. Government, it's, right? or, or state, yeah, yeah. Unless it's the government. And uh, so there is that shortfall. Now in my own personal situation, my wife happens to be in a government spot mm-hmm. and she's been there for 35 years. And so she has our IPERS, which even though it's it's extremely good, you know, it doesn't replace a hundred percent of her salary, but it, okay. it replaces about seventy percent. And, and then so the shortfall, got, you got to kind of you may have to look at like your own personal nest egg, correct? My own personal nest egg, and then she's going to have Social Security on top of that. So I think with like in her case, about eighty percent of her pre you know retirement income is going to be covered, and mm, okay. uh, so that's pretty pretty darn close, you know. And then yeah, not bad with the. Yeah, the other investments you know we have and whatnot that that's our playcheck slash fill in the gap money and uh, that's what you go with you know well, and then you gotta gotta engineer it well so and this is where I guess the strategizing of maximization for your income streams or sources comes into play right so having a good conversation yeah. having a good strategy put together with an advisor like yourself so we can because we hear like terms like hey get a social security maximization right for example yes. yep. what's the strategy for doing that and that's really where working with a pro comes into place as, as we talk all the time Tony about the DIY movement of the last number of years has been very easy it's and it's been easy for a long, quite a while let's be honest to accumulate money right so yes. if you, if you right. do the basics you can probably save you know, for your future self. But the retirement aspect, that preservation, distribution, and the little funky nuances of how to maximize this, what's the best strategy for that, how's it going to affect taxa- you know, taxation by taking this money out at this time, and so on and so forth, that's where the nitty-gritty gets really tough for folks, and that's where, obviously, you know, folks like you come in. It is. And even with Social Security, you know, planning for, because everybody's got the question, well, should I take it early or um, right. I'm, I'm going to take it the second I, you know, I, I have right. full yeah. retirement benefits. They owe well, me. Maybe, it's mine, right? Kind of thing. Yeah, it's mine. You know, and so I try to talk to them about, well, but if we do this based on what you have, it might be better uh, to wait, you know, type of thing. And, and it I can know be in, big money that we're talking to. It could be big money. Yeah. It could be big money. And in my own case, again, back to my wife's pension, you know, the, the one of the decisions we'll have to make is, well, do we want to just take the straight pension and then when she dies, if she dies before me, I'm out? Mm-hmm. Or do we want to make sure it take a little less? And so, uh, you know, if if she dies before me, I've still got it till I die, you know, and then right. and then it's over. So it's those kinds of little decisions that you got to put a pencil to and try to figure out what's best for your own situation. Yeah. And often you definitely want to make sure you're making the right one there because uh, depending again on the strategy, because some people might say, well, we're going to take the bigger dollar option, which does eliminate the spousal often, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you do that, you better have that backup plan in place to know that the spouse is still covered once that pension runs out. So, or the person, exactly. person passes away prematurely or 
you know, whatever the case might be. So there's a lot of little nuance to that. So understanding your income is really important. So this is just kind of a quick rundown of some of some different categories you might find. And uh, again, the guaranteed versus the non-guaranteed and how they kind of all play together. And that's why it's important to get a plan on a strategy. So if you need some help and you're not already working with Tony, reach out to him and uh, have a conversation. Hopefully this kind of sparks some interest for you uh, to start thinking about, yeah, where is my income source is coming from? Or how do I make my 401k an income source? Things like that, reach out to Tony and his team at Tax Doctor Inc. Find them online at yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com or call them at 844-707-7381. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Plan with the Taxman on Apple, Google, or Spotify. All right, Tony, thanks for hanging out, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, we'll see you next time. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple of weeks and we'll be back in August with a new episode here on Plan with the Taxman. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.